It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome into the Week 4 Market Report Podcast at FantasyPoints.com. My name is Joe Dole, and with me today, as always, Mr. Graham Barfield, Mr. Tom Brawley here at FantasyPoints.com as we recap the entire Week 4, uh, excuse me, Week 3 slate and look forward to Week 4 of Fantasy Football, the last week, guys, before bye weeks begin. So those waivers, you're like, oh, I don't want to pick that guy up. Well, so soon you're going to be starting that guy who's on the waiver wire. It's good to be with everybody as we recap a, I would say, decently eventful, but not terribly consequential slate. Not a whole lot of injuries so far uh, of significance. We certainly have a few, and we will talk about them. But as always, we're going to go game by game, kind of uh, news, info, observations. And we'll start with the Thursday night game. T-Bro, you've already recapped this one. It was a freaking disaster. The 49ers, 30. The Giants, 12. Um, Another Danny Dimes uh, disaster class uh, behind an offensive line that was not protecting for him. Yeah. This game, um, I, I think we kind of know Daniel Daniel Jones at this point. If he's going to be in a tough matchup, look elsewhere. Uh, stream a quarterback if you have to. Um, he he has the Seattle Seahawks this week on Monday Night Football, so I think that's a spot where you can start him again. Yes, they are. Yeah. Get get excited right. for more Jets and Giants in prime time this week. Get to see Zach Wilson on Sunday night as well. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, Jones, he had no chance. His two best players were out: Andrew Thomas and Saquon Barkley. Uh, yeah, it was it was ugly here. So, I, I think we cut the book has kind of been written on Daniel Jones and then Saquon Barkley. There's some optimism out there, but in the pregame show on Amazon, he, yeah. he wrote that he had an he said that he had a, <clears throat> a high ankle injury. So. I would expect him to miss at least another game or two. Uh, they they could really use him back. That the running game was non-existent with Matt Breida and Gary Brightwell. But uh, and and Brandon Ayuk was the other injury going into the game. Uh, seemed like that was kind of a precaution. If it was a Sunday game, it seemed like he might have had a chance to play. So I would kind of expect him to be back this week. But still, another guy to keep an eye on here this week. Uh, Graham, what's going on with Darren Waller? I mean, was it just a bad matchup? Are we encouraged by the fact that he got seven targets, even if he turned those seven targets into 20 yards? Yeah, I, the the chemistry between him and Daniel Jones hasn't been there. And, you know, this is this is kind of like a preseason theme we saw rollover with the Steelers. It's like almost playing against second and third string backups isn't necessarily uh, indicative of what's going to happen in the games. Yeah, tougher matchup for sure. I mean, Joe, you know best. The state of the tight end position is so brutal these days. I mean, you got to keep going back to Waller. But, yeah, definitely a bit of yeah. a slower start to begin. The good news is he's healthy, you know, you know, had the hamstring injury. He's been fully healthy, no setbacks. Uh, he's good to go. And, you know, it's something we'll monitor. But for now, I mean, he's 100% in my book. Um, the 49ers, Tom, you just mentioned Ayuk. I mean, right now the 49ers are the 49ers. Like, look, I think the thing with Kittle is – I think we all anticipated I had basically all Kittle overs in this game once Ayuk was ruled out. He's kind of one of those guys like, Graham, you just mentioned the state of the tight end position is so bad. You kind of just have to play him and hope it's one of the spike weeks like he just had seven for 90. 
Yep. And it's really great when one of Debo or Ayuk misses with him. That's that's the thing. It's like it's one of the, one of those two guys has to miss for Kittle to really have a great chance. That's what we've seen, at least with Brock Purdy and, you know, the seven, eight games at McCaffrey, Kittle, Ayuk and Debo have all been healthy. It's been Kittle as the four. But, yeah, definitely nice to see him get into the box. And uh, how about our guy Debo, man? What a what an incredible football player that guy is. Yeah, he's he's back. Like, there's no doubt about it. Um. It, it, it looks like the answer to Debo or Ayuk was yes. Yes. Yeah. Get, the, <laughs> both. Yep, yep, get both. them both. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that that's a, that's a really good sign here for for those two bros. Let's go to Indian Baltimore. An upset here. Gardner Minshew and the boys uh, taking down the Baltimore Ravens. I thought there was a uh, uh, kind of a specious no call uh, on that oh, final the Zay Flowers. Down. Yeah, uh, the, the, oh, that was that was pretty uh, iffy there. I mean, he got the yeah. he got the arm around him, took him down. I yeah, that was pretty shaky no call there for the Ravens. I want to start with the Ravens though. Lamar, this is a vintage Lamar rushing performance, guys. You know he hasn't had a two touchdown game on the ground since Week Two of 2021. He had just three rushing touchdowns since that point. Overall, he goes for over a buck and two scores in this game. Um, but the passing offense for Baltimore, and again, we're three weeks into Todd Monken's tenure here, Graham, but the passing offense still very kind of dink and dunk. And how much do you think the weather had to do with that in this game? Yeah, it definitely played a part. It definitely played a part. It was raining a little, a little hard early in the game. My biggest question in this game is like, you know, what's this Ravens run game going to look like? They lost Gus Edwards to a concussion, too. And then, you know, like you said, it turned into Lamar having to be the goal line back and the running back, which was great for fantasy. This past game, though, I mean, Odell Beckham's out. Rashad Bateman is behind Nelson Aguilar. Oh, I, mean, I think he's we were, is he dinged up again. Like it looked like there was a hamstring issue again, be. but he wasn't on their post game notes. I mean, uh, it's looking like they missed on that pick, yeah. man. Yeah, it it does. It really does. And so we were so excited about this new three receiver set. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, no shade to Nelson Aguilar, I think is a solid player. It's just, you know, it's it's kind of boring now between him and and Flowers. Um, yeah, I got to go back and rewatch this game. Honestly, I didn't get a chance to to watch too much of their past game. Obviously, saw Lamar get in the end zone, but. This this is like classic Ravens. You know, I saw the end of the game. Uh, classic Ravens just kind of like hanging with a bad opponent and then end up losing. <laughs> losing. They do this once or twice every year. Yeah, and I don't know what else to say. Like you said, Justice Hill had the toe injury. Kenyon Drake, uh, The there was a point in that game where the Ravens loved the Drake and then hated the Drake on the same play because he had a 24-yard reception that he fumbled at the end of, and uh, he basically didn't really play after that. Um, he, he had some snaps. Melvin Gordon became the lead back after Gus Edwards went out. Um, so this run game, Tom, is something that, that we're certainly going to watch. I know you probably had to write up Melvin Gordon for the waiver wire. That was, yeah. I'm sure that I, was I, exciting. I, I'll say this. Don't go there this week. They got the Cleveland Browns. They're not going to run yeah. the ball. They're not going to have any success. Derrick Henry just went 11 for 20 against them. So don't go there in the waiver wire. You're you're much better off, uh, you know, going, spending your fab on, chargers receivers or something else uh let's not let's just avoid that backfield for this week at least i got two comments on the um indianapolis colts zach moss start him he's their bell cow back right now and he looks pretty good michael Pittman, start him he's had at least 11 targets and eight catches in every game so far this year with both anthony richardson and gardner Minshew. 
Tom, I wasn't really in on Pittman this offseason. I got him in one of our auction leagues. I was like, hey, it was like 11 bucks. And then now I'm really excited I got him because he has become a massive target hound. Yeah, just just racking up double-digit t- targets every week here. That catch at the end of the game where the defender Insane. is the guy. Yeah. like literally yeah. ripping his helmet off. They didn't call that. Uh, yeah. It was just an unreal catch. And uh, this this passing game, uh, if he gets Gardner Minshew uh, for another game, um, you know, that's not a terrible thing. Uh, he's a, able to, you know, funnel these guys' targets. and uh, But he's played pretty well with Anthony Richardson as well. So yeah. uh, I think Anthony the R- Richardson's injury, well, that's one thing we'll keep an eye on here this week. They have the Rams coming up. Uh, I'd like to get him back out in the field. He's been electric and uh, QB1 whenever he's been healthy. So uh, that could be a higher-scoring game against the Rams this week. So... Uh, we'll see. Usually these concussions, you're, you miss a week and then you, you return in the second week. So yep. uh, hopefully Anthony Richardson is back out there in week four. Any interest in Josh Downs, Tom? Uh, not really. I mean, I wrote him up for the waiver wire, put him on there. I I just don't see this being a very pass heavy offense moving forward with Anthony Richardson. I think he's going to be fine. He'll be a, you know, a you know wide receiver four type. Uh, if you need to plug them in as a, you know, as a, you know, when bye weeks really start to set in here in a couple of weeks, but, uh, you know, probably a low calorie PPR guy moving yeah. forward. I don't see this offense sustaining two good receivers in no. fantasy. Like Pittman's the man, you know, Moss has been great, but I don't see them getting a, a third, a third guy in there. That's I agree. Let's go to the Browns and the Titans. Uh, I think the number one takeaway here is the Browns defense is for real, real. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep, yep. Like, Sick. We, I mean, they've be... given up nothing besides that busted coverage to Pickens. That's it. They they get they had yeah. a, they busted that coverage on that long touchdown to Pickens, uh, you know, two weeks ago, and that's that's it. That's yeah, really three three point two yards per play allowed and one hundred and sixty three yards so far uh, per game. So <laughs> you're Pretty not moving good. the ball against them. Nope. Two point one. Yeah, that's this just a uniquely bad matchup for the Titans. And Tom, I know you and I were both clearly on the wrong side of that bet. Oh, uh, I had the Titans plus the three and a half. And you know, when you when you when you get beat on a bet and it's the wrong side, you just live and you learn. Like that's that's the way I feel about this one. We, that was wrong side right from the beginning. Yeah, that was always kind of the concern that the offensive line would not be able to hold up against the Browns' defensive line. And <clears throat> it was very clear from the beginning here, Derrick Henry. Uh, had no room to run, no run, and he's he's got to he's got to have a have a little bit of a runway to get going to yeah. to really get moving downhill, and uh, there was no chance for that. Eleven carries for twenty yards. Uh, he's been able to supplement his uh, running game here a little bit with some some targets in the first two weeks, but that didn't help happen as well here. So yeah. just a, because every time Ryan Tannehill drop, every time yeah. Ryan Tannehill dropped back, he was getting murdered. Miles Garrett had three and a half sacks in this game. Um, on the Brown side, first and foremost, Jerome Ford. It was a little, little teeth pulling there, uh, but the yeah. Titans are a pass funnel defense. Um, Jerome Ford got two touchdowns, one through the air. And I will say this, Graham. If Deshaun Watson didn't look good this week against this Titan pass funnel defense, it was time to sound every alarm imaginable. He came out and probably played his best game as Cleveland Brown. He did. And that's exactly what Tom and I said on the Sunday show on prime points. We were saying, or final points, we were saying, listen, like if Watson can't get it done here, 
Yeah. <laughs> we we got to be really concerned. And he got it done. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, he had a boneheaded play. He was getting sacked. Oh, Elijah Moore my. was in the backfield yeah. and he like chucked it back to him. Elijah Moore probably shit his pants when the ball was <laughs> coming his way. Uh, it was the one bad play Watson made. I don't want to like make, you know, uh, mountain out of a molehill. It was a really bad play, but he played fantastic. Um, Mark Cooper, you know, has the great game. Really, I don't have much from this game besides – what do you guys think of this Browns run game, right? Like four, 10 carries, 18 yards. Mm-hmm. Pierre Strong looks decent. They got Kareem Hunt in there. This this might end up being a three-way committee here. Yeah, I also just think I don't want to overreact too much because it's the Titans yeah. and it's the run defense from hell. Um, but, like, it was objectively hilarious. I looked up at one point during the first quarter, and they had seven different players with a carry, including Harrison Bryant, the tight end. So... <laughs> So I'm like, oh boy, they're trying everything. Um, Tom, his, think of- his passing game usage has at least been promising here in the first two games. Uh, you know, he has another receiving touchdown. He scores the receiving touchdown in the first game. Um, yeah, I do that's worry. That's going to keep me in. That's yeah, what's that's going to keep me in too. But 56% snap rate in the first game, uh, you know, uh, this might trend towards the other way. You know. Yeah, I, I, I wonder. I wonder if it is going to be a three-man backfield, or do they? kind of phase Pierre strong out do they they, does hunt hunt start to take away some of strong's carries and his work uh you know i I still think this is a backfield that we'll watch again this week uh see if pierre strong snaps go down and hunts go up and ford kind of stays in this well 55 to the majority of because we've seen this in the past with chubb when Chubb is healthy next to Kareem Hunt, you know it was kind of a 60-40 split in this backfield. So it I was. If, and it, I wonder if we'll get back to that uh, and Strong gets phased out at some point. Yeah, it was. And I will note, Pierre Strong, the majority of his carries came at the end of the game when it was like well in hand. He did get yeah. a carry early in the game, which is weird. But it looks like the majority of them came at the end of the game. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, What do we think of Elijah Moore here? He had nine targets. He's getting a lot of targets. He caught all of them for 49 yards. He also got three carries. Like, I mean, he he finally hit an over receiving yards prop. So thanks for that, Elijah. Dolan's been cleaning up on prize picks, by the way. Um, So uh, I I can't get away from a receiver with this kind of usage. I would just really, Tom, like to see him pop in a game. Yeah, that's we just haven't really seen any of the uh, any yak ability here so far. It's it's kind of weird how they've been. They were talking about how they were trying to get him out in space and create, and at least you know I didn't get to watch this game too close because they weren't really showing it a whole lot on uh, Red Zone Channel. After you know once it got up to, to maybe a blowout, but um, you know he was running a lot of comebacks and you know it, it, stuff that wasn't really using his after the catch ability against the Steelers in Week Two. So. Um, I'm, I'm at least a little bit surprised at some of his usage in the early going. I thought they would really try to get him kind of on the move and in some space a little bit more. And it's been a lot of just regular wide receiver targets uh, out in the perimeter. Let's go to Detroit and Atlanta. T- 20 to 6 Detroit. Uh, I think everybody on planet Earth except for Artie Smith knew Atlanta was a fraudulent 2-0 um, Detroit, I, Atlanta just could not move the ball at all. And this is a Detroit defense that got shredded by the Seahawks last week. Uh, 2.8 yards per play for the Falcons. I got bad news, guys. Kyle Pitts led this team in nine, with nine targets, and he had five receptions for 41 oh. yards, all of which led the Falcons. But the Falcons lost, Graham. So Artie Smith, he's playing that fantasy football. Well, you got to send Kyle Pitts back to the nether realm because clearly that offense did not work in this one. 
Ooh, yeah, Ritter was was Ritter really was brutal. I mean, he was brutal, man. Uh, held, held the ball for too long. And by the way, I mean, he took seven, eight sacks in this game. This is against a Lions front seven that was missing like three of their key edge defenders, basically all of them besides Aiden Hutchinson. Um, I, I don't know what else to say at this point, man. I mean, we, we've all seen Desmond Ritter at this point. We've got a long enough sample. Uh, he, he's not going to be a player that we're going to be, you know, relying on to, provide production for Kyle Pitts and Drake London this season. I mean, yeah. nine targets for Pitts, six targets for London, and both of them are u- unusable for fantasy. I mean, it's just, Yeah, this is the script for defenses moving forward, too. If you cut off the head of the, the Atlanta's running attack here, I mean, they just could not get anything going with Bijan and uh, Tyler Algier. Uh, you, you forced the game into Desmond Ritter's hands, and uh, this was the result. So uh, Detroit's run defense has been – strong really since good. like the end of last you know the second half of last season and through the early part of this year uh so I, i'm not gonna panic if i'm a Bijan or algier owner here just yet but uh this is uh this was kind of the worry with the falcons offense if they can't get their running game going yeah. ritter is not good enough to you know sustain much offense uh, would have loved to see more than two targets for Jameer Gibbs in the passing game, but he did well on the ground, 17 for 80. I think you just kind of kind of just got to keep sucking it up and starting Jameer Gibbs right now. The crazy legs Goff runs in a touchdown in this one. <laughs> um, and the, the takeaway here for the Lions, Sam Laporta, start him. Where, like, where else are we getting? You're not getting this from Mark Andrews right now. You're not getting this from Kyle Pitts right now. You're not getting this from George Kittle right now. Like, what what do you got to see more on Sam Laporta? I wish I had more of him. Got uh, Tom, you have to start him. Yeah, I, he's a clear start. I I I think he's like the tight end too right now. Essentially, um, I, I saw it last night that he's. I, I believe he's tight end too. Uh, through this through three weeks of the season, we don't come to expect this from rookies very often. We the rookie tight ends usually uh, struggle to you know, really put up productions uh, in their first year, but he's a big part of this offense. Josh Reynolds was uh, MIA. Did, did he get hurt or just, uh, yeah, 77? Wasn't a part of the game plan. Just yeah. was not a part of the game plan. I mean, so, it was all Amon Ra, Laporta, and, and Raymond. In the middle of the field. Yep. yep. So, I mean, I, I think it was from, from Ben Johnson. It was just like, let's run the ball and let's throw yeah. it to our good players because this team's not going to be able to score on us, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. So Laporta moving forward. I mean, it like let's no more fantasy questions on it. Start sit questions on him unless you got like Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews because yeah, uh, Laporta's a, a must start at this point. Uh, the Saints and the Packers. The Packers take this one eighteen to seventeen, all in the fourth quarter. The Saints were up seventeen nothing at halftime, and then all in the fourth quarter, Jordan Love leads three scoring drives following the injury to Derek Carr. And Graham, let's start there. Derek Carr, they said shoulder injury. Then Ian Rappaport reported that they were taking him to the hospital to check for internal injuries, which to me suggested they were worried about maybe some ribs. Yep. Um, but they got good news. But it looks like he's going to miss a couple of weeks. Do we care? I mean. Jameis was 10 of 16 for 101 yards. They didn't score with Jameis in the game, but Chris Olave had half his production with Jameis and he was getting the ball to Michael Thomas and Rashid Shaheed got goose egged in the passing game, did return a punt for a touchdown. Um, what do we think here about the, the Saints offense, Graham, with Jameis? Is it just kind of operate as usual? 
Yeah, I mean, the thing with Jameis is for for like real life football, it's a downgrade. He's going to take more sacks. He's going to throw more picks. But for fantasy, it's honestly maybe an upgrade because like Jameis will be aggressive. He's going to throw downfield. He's going to be able to hit Alave. He's going to be able to, you know, hit Sheed when when they need to. And that game obviously was weird. You know, the Saints got ahead. Packers kind of looked dead until the fourth quarter. They, you know, Saints really didn't have to throw too much in that game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Winston for fantasy might be an upgrade. It might be kind of like the Andy Dalton corollary where it's like, okay, you know, he can run the offense fine and he's also, you know, uh, maybe a little better. So we'll see. Uh, I got to speak up this backfield real quick. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, they, that's, Alvin that's the other big, big thing. Week. Yeah, they get yeah. Kamara back and they got no running game right now, Graham. Yeah, no they have game. no no run game Kendra Miller was struggling Packers I think are a middling run defense at best Tony Jones stinks I mean they're still trying to use Taysom Hill um yeah I, I think Alvin Kamara's had a really good run out here I mean it, okay. it, it seems great Jamal yeah. Williams is on IR they put him on IR guys I mean it's it's a bad hamstring. yeah it's a bad hamstring our poor boy Jawan Johnson huh Foster Moreau sits out you think that Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Graham rolls back, back got the revenge back. game touchdown. He fakes the leap into the stands. Uh, oh, uh, so I, I think the Jawan Johnson dream is dead for now in this passing game. Yeah, unfortunately, I think, uh, guys, I have an observation from this game. What's that? And it's it, it's pretty critical uh, for the future of the Green Bay Packers. I think Jordan Love's got that dog in him. Yeah, I know. I do too. Yeah. I know it's I think- 22 of 44. Doesn't the stat line doesn't look like overly impressive, but he's also been playing the last couple of weeks without Aaron Jones and Christian Watson. He's really been handcuffed. I mean, we're we're throwing balls to D Wicks and S Torre and M Heath. <laughs> I mean, some of these guys. It's a preseason. It's a preseason offense. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. so, he didn't have his two best players, and yeah. he's out here doing this. This is why he- I don't want to hear. Justin Fields. He, like, he did uh, miss. He did miss some throws. He missed a oh, wide and ass will. open. He will. And then you get the Dobbs throw to the yeah. back shoulder for the game-winning score, and yeah. you know that's kind of. I mean, I mean we, how many times did we see week. Aaron Rodgers do that throw? Well, I was about to say, if yeah. you were to if you were to put a black box over the quarterback on that play, you could easily convince yourself it was Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. we saw that dozens of times from Aaron Rodgers. Look, Packers medical medical staff is always conservative, so hopefully Christian Watson is back this week. But I, I'm in on Watson. Man. I, 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 I these two are going to hit some unbelievable highlight reel throws down the field. I, I think we'll see Aaron Jones and Christian Watson. They play on Thursday night against the Lions. I, I that, think this was one of those where they're like that game is worth a little bit more than the Saints mm, game in Week Three. So that's a great point. Let's well, let's get these guys fully healthy. You know, the, we don't want them coming back off a short week. Uh, you know, nursing after nursing hamstrings. So we'll see. I mean, I, I'm no medical expert, but I, I do think that we probably see those guys return for a big matchup against the Lions this week. Let's go to Houston and Jacksonville. Oh boy, 37 17. Houston averages 6.5 yards per play. They still can't really run the ball. Um, we had a fullback returning a kick return for a touchdown. Beck. Yeah, Beck. Such a, a weird game. Uh, oh all right, God. Graham. Yeah. What are your observations here? I mean, Lawrence has been bad the last two weeks. He's missing throws. He's, he was late last week. I haven't got a chance to rewatch the game, but uh, I mean, he's just not playing well. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a, not seeing it well. Uh, this offense is very like first read driven. You know, Peterson does such a good job scheming guys open. Again, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch, but the, you know, watching yesterday, it just seems Lawrence is just a beat off. Um, 
Jaguars secondary is terrible. I mean, their run defense, right. I think they're, they're kind of looking like a, a pass funnel team too. I mean, honestly, their run defense has been playing really, really good. Uh, Texans obviously have struggled you know, with the run all year, but I did want to note that. Uh, real quick, Travis Etienne, can we get him some freaking touchdowns? He's got the Tony Pollard effect going on right now. Incredible workload, but no, no touchdowns. touchdowns. Tank uh, Bigsby vultures him again. When when I saw Bigsby in the game there, Paul Paul Kelly and I on we were like oh oh and like with 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 Bigsby in there after ETN gets him all the way down the field 138 yards from scrimmage for ETN who is a bell cow of bell cows right now yep. with the exception of the goal line roll like come on I think it's oh. been the last two weeks it's the same thing with him and Tony Pollard they'll drag their teams down the field and then they're exhausted and they get pulled at the goal line. I mean, yeah, it's, let's, it's let's put, let's put Rico Dowdle in the game, you know, like, like come on guys. Uh, the Texans, I mean, T bro, this is a team that has to throw up because they can't run it. And CJ Stroud, I really thought coming out, I, I thought he was a Jared Goff type. I thought it was yep. give him a clean pocket. He'll work through his progressions. He'll, he'll deliver the ball, but I, give him a muddy he's pocket he's gonna look that. terrible Dude, he's, he's awesome. been way better than i thought in that in that regard because he is under pressure um and i think tank dell is real like i think that there is a real connection here he plays bigger than his size and he is explosive as all hell we picked him up and started him in an ffpc <laughs> league and i am glad we did yeah i mean uh, he looks like the real i mean he looked like the real deal back in the preseason um, new coaching staff here is kind of weird. They're like trying to make them earn it uh, early in the season, playing Noah Brown over them. Um, Brown goes on IR and Tank has been released here the last couple of weeks. So uh, long touchdown pass here. Uh, just absolutely smashing. He's at the top of the waiver wire again. He was like our top guy. He was our cover boy last week. Please go out and get him. Um, you know, Robert Woods is it's probably just a matter of time before he breaks down. He's a 30-plus-year-old receiver. Uh, Nico Collins has been having a, a good season to start the year, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he runs uh, into a lot of the tougher matchups. So, uh, we, yeah, just I pick up Tank Dell, and he, he's a, a startable guy right now. He thought uh, – our guy Chris Weck thought the Jags would shadow uh, Nico Collins with uh, with Tyson Campbell. I'm wondering if that was the case in this game. And Stroud just took the better matchup and just had Tank Dell running free. By the way, guys, I would have to – Posit. I, I can't be 100% sure of this. I'm going to guess that this is the first game in NFL history where two guys named Tank scored in the same game. Oh. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, you're right. We yeah. got Tank Wars. I didn't yeah. even think yeah. about that. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Oh, a couple tanks. Oh, speaking of Tank, <laughs> the Dolphins beat the Broncos 70 to 20. Now, we'll, we'll we talk about the, the, the Dolphins' offense deserves so much credit and it's fun to watch and all that i have never in my life seen a defense just out and out quit like that and they got I, blown up dude like mean. uh, this was the unit that was supposed to keep the broncos in games right this was the this was oh we get sean payton here and you're gonna get competent quarterback play from russell wilson which by the way i think they've kind of gotten like, yeah. I, like, I don't think I don't, he's not Seattle Russ by any stretch, but like, I can't sit here and tell you the team gives up 70 points and Russell Wilson's the reason they lost the game. This was supposed to be the unit that kept the Broncos in games so they could win when they score 20 points the way they couldn't do last year. And 
and look, Miami's Miami's got the most explosive offense in the NFL. Okay, we know that. We saw what happened in Week One against the Chargers, but the Patriots, you know, made them look like an NFL offense. This Broncos defense is so. I I I know it's three games into the Sean Payton tenure, Tom. I don't know how Vance Joseph has a job this morning. This is embarrassing. Yeah, it, this is. I, I I mean, I I knew it was pretty bad. I mean, Sam Howe was. You know, they were going up and down the field in, the, in that game yeah. in week two. They, they I mean, gave up a three score lead to Sam Howe. Exactly. That, that's what I knew. It could be potentially bad here, and then. By the way, they gave up that three score lead against the Commanders in basically a half of football. Yeah, in the two minute drill. I mean, it was it. That that was it. (laughs) Kick a participation trophy field goal just to score against the Bills. Like, I mean, think of this. This is, I mean. Who do the Broncos? Oh my God! Oh my God! Yeah, just wait. Just wait. Just wait till you see who they play. Yep. Oh my! It's the They're Bears. favored on the road right now. That's how. <laughs> that oh man. Um, I, 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 like, I actually am excited to watch that game. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! It's so bad. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, yeah. and let's go to the Dolphins. Um, I'm just, I'm cracking up because I knew half of my uh, fantasy points admin emails this morning were going to be new comments on Scott's Devon A. Chain, (laughs) which is just getting absolutely roasted over over you. Hey, thanks for the engagement, guys. Um, Devon A. Chain, I mean, he was available in 60% of Yahoo leagues. Um, I know know most people are going to be like, he wasn't available in my league. Yeah, because you're in a competitive league, but we do this for everybody. Um, Start a... I mean, like, how can you not start a guy after he just he just he put up the thirty third best fantasy game of all time? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, he's been third string preseason guy. Like, they were very hesitant to give him much of a role, and then he goes out and does this in his first and essentially his first NFL game. So, uh, yeah, he's yeah, as you said, Joe. Uh, Yahoo leagues, so he should be picked up. Um, I'll be curious to see how they rotate this backfield moving forward. I still think Raheem mm-hmm. Mostert is going to be the guy that sees the majority of the snaps for yeah. now. We're going to get Jeff Wilson back in the mix, probably starting in week five. But the genie is out of the bottle with A-Chain here. I mean, they have to figure out a way to get him 10 to 12, yeah. 12, 10 to 12 touches a week. And yeah. as we saw this week, he does, you know, he d- a little bit of work and he can do a lot. Uh, he just has that game breaking kind of speed. This might be the first time in history that we've had a player score four touchdowns and we put him on the watch list because I put Raheem Mostert on the watch list. It's like Jeff Wilson's back in week five. Devin A. Chain looks great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I Mostert mean, has Mostert's an been, history. Yeah. Mostert's been, he's been great, but man, I mean, he, he could get, um, and a significant role reduction here soon. By the way, speaking of how toasty this Broncos defense is, at the end of the game, Robbie Chosen absolutely <laughs> burnt Pat Sertan to a oh. crisp. I mean, it, it's yeah, man. I, mean, it's, I, it's really I, I cannot believe it. It's just disgusting. Um, it's really bad. By the way, they 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 ran Mike McDaniel ran that inside right-handed shuffle pass. I think four times. Yeah, he scored twice with it with A-Chain. I looked up at the television watching the game. I thought they were replaying the play from earlier. No. They called that that to Mostert, too, and he didn't score on his. They called it at least three times. And the Broncos are just like, (laughs) they're they're taunting you, dude. Like, they're having their quarterback throw it with his offhand. 
by design and you're giving this up multiple times like i mean great job by mike mcdaniel absolutely embarrassing hey, it's working keep using it uh yeah yeah i mean two is now our mvp favorite now four touchdowns uh, again this week big game against the bills this week looking looking that, forward that's to that one really good that's all the crap game. we got this weekend that's <laughs> yeah, gonna be a great game a lot of crap i'm looking forward to dolphins and bills next week and i'm also looking forward to bears and broncos for different reasons oh yes uh, for the yeah uh, <laughs> for the complete opposite reasons but it will be that, that game that game total is like 47 and a half or something that's and it's gonna be a high scoring game chargers 28 vikings 24 um just don't play josh kelly i mean like just yeah. don't do it it's it no just they can't they austin eckler matters guys uh because josh kelly cannot gain yardage this is this is a viking defense that got shredded by deandre swift but you know i don't blame the Chargers for not running it because keenan allen went for 215 in this game um but graham the big news is mike williams could have a significant knee injury here yeah it, it seems significant poor now man he's Mike Williams has always been a player I've been higher on than most. It just every time he gets on the field, he's productive, but terrible injury history. Now it seems like he's going to have a, a knee, a significant knee injury. Uh, his his tenure with the team, unfortunately, might be up. Uh, Quentin Johnston uh, will get a big increase in snaps, but I think in the short term, guys, Josh Palmer will probably be a f- the full time guy until Johnston's ready. Uh, he, Johnston has been the wide receiver four for you know the entirety of the season to start. He's going to big, get a big roll bump, but I mean, this is why they beyond, drafted him, right? Because yeah, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen exactly. have significant injury issues. Yeah, and they yeah. knew that they would probably be gone. At least yeah. one of them would be gone after the season. Um, but yeah, this is we'll, we'll discuss this more on the waiver wire podcast tomorrow, Joe. But this is like the dilemma of the week: Do you go for the short term, um, yeah. you know, potential gains with Josh yep. Palmer, or do you try to look and project down into the future and? get Johnston for the November, December run. Cause you know, it's been slow out of the gates here. Even with the injury, he was at a 24% snap share yesterday. Yeah. So uh, they're clearly hesitant to really put too much on his plate. We could see more two tight ends usage here in the short term, but uh, you got to decide what you're playing for. You going for the short term here with Josh Palmer or swinging for the fences later in the season with Quentin Johnston. Uh, over on the Viking side, Alexander Madison. We should uh, mention that Keenan Allen had a pretty good game too in this. Oh yeah, well, I, I did mention okay. that. I mean, just like, right. like what else are you going to say? Like, I mean, he's he's to the moon right now. Like, yes. I mean, he had he had twenty targets, and Mike Williams is hurt, and Justin he was already was to the out. moon with his usage in that. Yeah, and he threw a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Um, he even had the touchdown pass. Very. I nice. might lose a matchup in which I had Keenan Allen. By the way, that's fun. Um, did you go against stay chain? Uh, <laughs> no, I went against Lamar. Amari Cooper, Laporte. No. I got go against freaking Laporte. You got Laporte, Laporte on, you go. on me. Uh, Amon Ra, just Jerome Ford. You got um, Porta pottied. <laughs> yeah, I still have. I have. I'm down 32, and I have DeAndre Swift and Puka tonight. So I'm, I'm hoping you got a to chance. Pull, yeah, I'm you're alive. That out. Yeah, just yeah. Puka will uh, put up his 12 catches again tonight. Yeah, but uh, Minnesota's Minnesota's the same team every week. They they get the ball to their good players and they lose. <laughs> it's 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 the most backbreaking ways too i mean yeah. that i don't know if you guys saw the end of the game that clock management oh, yeah. at the end oh, the brutal. oh. <laughs> what like what are you doing like so I, I didn't see kevin o'connell's comments after the game um yeah, but my presumption was gonna be well we wanted to take four cracks at the end zone well you're not gonna get four cracks at the end zone it took you 30 <laughs> seconds to get set there were 13 seconds left when you snapped that football 
Like what a it ended up, obviously it ended up not mattering, but man, both of these teams are so unbelievably poorly coached. I, yeah. I mean, they've well, got great know, players, but they've got. I know the ball was intercepted, coaching. but would would the play have been that sloppy if they actually spiked the ball and took their time to call yeah. and get set for a probably good play? not, probably not. Like, no, that was and a Cousins, disaster. I mean, Cousins again. I you know he, he's going to get the blame, but he is playing so well. Right, I mean, this is the best Kirk Cousins has ever played. Yeah, uh, he's got the best weapons he's ever had. There's obviously some cor- you know correlation there, but I mean, man, he is he is dealing out there. So the, the, the Vikings tank it and trade Kirky. Uh, well, I think they got to try here for another couple of weeks. Yeah. This this a NFC North, I don't think and the, at the NFC overall. Outside of the 49ers, I mean, we'll get to the Cowboys here in a little bit, oh, but God. it's it's wide open. So I, I think you get, still got to keep going here for at least the next couple of weeks and find out. But yeah. um, are we feeling any better about Alexander Madison? I think that's one of the bigger questions. Slightly, slightly, but yeah. he had that borderline fumble that was ruled forward progress, yeah. and he dropped a couple of passes. Like, but I'll give I'll give him credit for. I mean he had 125 yards from scrimmage and 27 yeah. opportunities. If you drafted Madison, that's why you drafted him. Exactly. I, I threw him on the watch list, um, you know, with acres coming in. I, I think, I think he did enough to hold him off for a couple weeks, but yeah, still. Have to, I, I think you, know, you have to start him next week. I mean, yeah. and, and by the way, there's a significant chance that Cam Akers just stinks. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah well, that's very true. This, the saving grace and Tom and I were talking about this yesterday. The saving grace is Madison will play in the past game. He had a bad drop yesterday again, but Akers has been just a He's zero in the past. Absolute game, zero. So. Yep. Oh. The Patriots and the Jets. The um, <laughs> I mean, this is this the, game. Oof. <laughs> American Pharaoh is finally the one. <laughs> Pharaoh Brown has won the triple crown. Um, Pharaoh Brown has a 58-yard touchdown reception in this game. And that was about it. The other touchdown was from Bowden, the fullback. Yeah. So, like, oh, yeah, you were sick of this game already, Joe. Oh, yeah. That we was... get two touchdowns from these two guys. Um, the Jets cannot. They cannot seriously say Zach Wilson's going to be our quarterback. I know they said it. They can't believe it. They cannot believe it. Like, I, mean, I think they, I, they have nothing else they can say. They have to try to project confidence yeah. in this guy. Yeah, but I don't, he's you know, not yeah. an NFL. He's not even an NFL backup at this point. It's it, He should not be starting games. John John put Garrett Wilson on the trade article. Trade. After week please one. Trade to, him? To, to trade him. Yes. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I agree with that, John. Like, you're selling low. And I was like, well, <laughs> John might have been right. Yeah, like, we might I be, mean, we, we're, if we're digging lower here, the, the, the more starts we get from Zach Wilson. I mean, I like, mean. the Patriots are gearing, just stop the run. Like, it, Bill Belichick was clearly like, Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook are not beating us. No. And if Zach Wilson makes a throw, so be it. And he didn't. I mean, it's it's just going to be the game plan for everybody moving forward. Uh, I don't don't know know what I don't know what to do with Brees. You just got to bench him for now, and you know, hopefully, and just hope they sign freaking Carson Wentz. Like, 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 yeah. So people are like, people. I said, yeah, you would feel so much better. Yeah, Wentz will throw a few bad picks, but at least he'll throw for two fifty while he does it. Right? Like, (laughs) the ball will move downfield a little bit. Yeah, yeah, the ball moves downfield before the turnovers. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I mean, they've got to do something here, man. This is just not not tap. How do you not just completely lose this team right now? Like, I don't know. I don't know what their other solution is, though. I mean, I really, I really don't. And they're just in a horrible, horrible spot. I mean, it's it's like the the basement level of purgatory. You know, 
they got you got the purgatory level and then they're in the they're in the basement level right now i mean it's it's just sad man as for the run game i mean it's not just that bill sold out to stop it their offensive line is awful i mean Dwayne brown yeah. missed this game but they, they, i mean they're not getting any push uh, they really struggle in pass protection. I mean, this is this is not a good offensive line. Still, yeah, I think they put Dwayne Brown on IR too, didn't they? Did I see that over the weekend? That oh, uh, maybe they, they did. May, they I'm, may I have placed that. him on IR, so things might be uh, getting worse for them. Th- this is just I, completely unraveling right now. I will eyes. say, yep, he's I will on say, IR. We, yep. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, I will say, if you want to just hold on to like a little bit of hope for Brees, big he got a big spike in snaps, fifty percent this week, up from thirty three percent. That that's well, the one thing. You know, Hackett's Tom... waiting to jump in there and oh, you know just God. screw it all up here. <laughs> Get yeah, back down to a twenty five percent snap share. Uh, uh, I know. I think that's the. I think that'll be the move. They're gonna they're gonna fire Hackett and give play calling to Downing. Uh, Todd Downing's on their team, who's oh, also me, not a great play caller. I was caller, but... say, that makes me feel a lot better if I'm a Jets Yeah, fan, yeah, but it's better, it it's better than Hackett. <laughs> uh, it's better than Hackett, who's a child. So, um, uh, sorry, Let's go to the Bills and the Commanders. Um, you know, they, the, Jahan Dotson was getting a lot of late in the process hype, and I was like, man, I don't have enough Jahan Dotson. Turns out I had enough Jahan Dotson because <laughs> yeah. um, Sam Howell, really bad football game um welcome back down to earth buddy yeah Yeah. you're not playing the broncos Broncos. Broncos anymore uh um i i don't feel great about anybody on this commander's offense but maybe and i mean maybe the exception of brian robinson but he doesn't get a target in this game um i think he had a reception that was called yeah it was a long one it was called back um unfortunately uh antonio gibson fumbled again so like he's dead they're still trying for them for some reason but yeah it ain't working and he he was at a 61 percent snap share this week because they were in a playing from behind yeah very negative game script but i mean yeah he's a he's a liability every time he's out in the field yeah yeah and And like the the spot this coming week they play the eagles i mean they're gonna they're gonna struggle again here yeah Yeah, they're not gonna run the ball very well in that game um but, but and let's go to Buffalo. I mean, 37 points, you know, like you're like, oh, yeah, Buffalo, 37 points. They they must have gone nuts for fantasy. Well, really, because the commanders turned it over so much, there's some short fields. James Cook is awesome, but he is legally um, he is legally barred from scoring a touchdown, guys. Yeah, it's in a um, <laughs> he's got a shot collar every time they, they get inside. The yeah, that shocks him off the field, get him off the field. <laughs> get, get, let's get like i saw he he busted that long run to get them down inside the five yard line uh late in that game and then they gave him the ball they gave the uh, him the ball once at the three he got them down to the one and then freaking latavius murray latavius. Came in. yeah like like not they're not even giving damian harris these carries they're giving him the freaking latavius that's, murray that's gonna be the story of his season guys he looks so good He's. I think he's a. He's a top ten talent. Like for his role and the, the way he's performing in his role, he is. He's a special player. Really, yeah. really good player. And he's. He's been everything the Bills have been missing in their run game. Somebody who's creative. Somebody who can make explosive plays and who can play on pass downs. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be the story of his season, man. I mean, really, it sucks. But he's. He's. He's going to be a great season long RB two and a DFS fade every week. Because the touchdown equity is just not there. No. Yeah, that that's a really good point. Like I, I'm not I'm not sitting him in my season long leagues. No, he's like, a great RB two right now. If you drafted yeah. him in the seventh round, you were thrilled yeah. with him as your RB two. And like this is this is a weird game for the Bills. Um, Josh Allen threw a pick, but it was like 
it was like the least consequential interception of all time. It was third. Oh yeah, that was a, that a was the definition of an arm punt. He's like, yeah, ah, he's I'll just, just like, chuck it down the field to Gabe, see if he can come up with it. Uh, and if not, if it's picked, oh well. Interference or yeah, yeah. yeah. Which but, it was completely the right throw. I was like, Paul. I, I said to Paul on the show, I was like, if I, I mean, I think Bills know what the Bills coaches know what Josh Allen is at this point. But I'd be like, dude, that was a great play. You threw the ball that fifty yards down the field. Maybe we get a pi. Maybe we get a big play. You threw a pick and. It was a punt. So, yeah, good yeah. play. Yeah. Um, yeah. He only threw 32 passes. 12 of them were targeted to Stefan Diggs. Uh, Gabe Davis catches one. Of course, it's a 35-yard touchdown. So, hey, Gabe that Davis, counts. Yeah, counts. Gabe we'll Davis take catches, it. We'll take it. catches one pass, and he goes over 10 PPR points. So, there, hey, well, like that. Um, it was just a weird game. The Bills didn't really have to do anything offensively because Sam Howell was very content on handing them the football game. Yep. yep. They, they, they gladly took those short fields, took advantage of them, and got the hell out of town. So, uh, yeah, this is and just the, the tight end stuff here. And, uh, you know, it's basically a 50 50 split. Um, mm-hmm. Knox was banged up coming into the game, but Kincaid didn't really see the boost that maybe maybe we thought he might get if uh, Knox was a little banged up uh, coming into the game. So yeah, both uh, of these just, guys are just going to eat into each other yeah, all year. It's yeah. it's yeah. None of them were going to emerge as tight end tight end one mm-hmm. types. Uh, how about this game? Um, I didn't. I don't think a, a whole lot of people were focused too much on this one, Seattle and Carolina, because people were watching Dallas and the Bears both melt down on national television. Um, but Seattle puts 37 on the Panthers. Ken Walker goes absolutely ham in this game with 156 yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns. Good for that. How about Andy Dalton out there? 34. Yeah, yeah uh, two touchdowns. Adam Thielen goes for 145, and I'll tell you one thing, Tom. I, I, I'm sure he's on the article. Um, DJ Chark gives these Panthers something they need. They need speed, um, and he comes out, and he goes four for 86 and a touchdown. Um, that, that's a guy I'm okay having on the end of my bench in the event um, I need to play a wide receiver three here in the coming weeks. Um, yeah, Jonathan, he, Jonathan Mingo had a concussion as well in yeah, the game, um, yeah. and we'll, we'll see if Dalton play. Yeah, I feel a lot better about Chirk if Dalton's in the lineup. I feel, you know, better in general about this offense if he's involved again. So uh, Chark could be a guy you pick up and plug into your lineup this week. Uh, they got the Vikings. Uh, should be a higher scoring affair and uh, feel a little bit better if, uh, you know, Mingo's out again this week and Dalton has to play. So, um, yeah, I'm feeling holy crap, man. Is this, is this really going to be a thing? Uh, quiet week one, but uh, even with Bryce Bryce Young last week, I mean, just getting Seattle's, targets. Seattle's defense is broken. This is a secondary that is not not yeah. one that we're afraid of at all anymore. I mean, yeah, I feeling, think Tariq Woolen's banged up as well. Yeah, Tariq Woolen missed this game. Yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah, not just that. Player. I mean, it, it's not just that though. I mean, just like defensively, they are they are not the same unit anymore. Uh, Thielen was getting open in the short and intermediate areas, but I watched a lot of this game. I mean, they were just blowing holes in him. I mean, he was just getting mm-hmm. open over the middle. They got Chark open over the middle. Dalton just missed Chark on it. I mean, Chark could have had yep. 150 yards in this game. Um, yeah, Dalton looked great, man. He looked great at the line of scrimmage too, poised in command, getting him in the right plays. Like, can we get him to the know, Jets? For uh, dude, for that might be the one option is Dalton. Seriously, that's that's spicy. I kind of like that. Nobody's really I mean, talked about that one. That's I mean, I mean he's at least give, confident he could like manage yeah. a game for them. Veteran presence, he'd pick up the playbook quick, probably. I mean, yeah. Um, and then Miles the Sanders Panthers trade a lot of picks to get Bryce Young, so they probably yeah. would like to recoup something. Hey, exactly. They could, they could, get some, they could definitely pick. get something yeah. out of Dalton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Miles Sanders stinks, but. 
It, I mean, if he's going to really? get nine targets, I'm going to be happy I, to start him. <laughs> like, I think Sanders has looked pretty good. I thought he's kind of looked like himself. I mean, he's he's looked okay. I mean, their, their run blocking is not great, but you look across yeah, the NFL. Yeah, uh, yeah, the the state of the NFL run blocking is not good. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got nine targets in this game. I mean, I was I, everybody was like, oh, yeah, the, the Panthers signed Miles Sanders all this money, and they're saying he's gonna they're going to use him in this three-down role. But I don't believe him. Um, I think we kind of believe have. him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, uh, it's been slow not a with great Bryce passing Young, down but, player, but yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. he's, he's still getting weekly catches and finally with an NFL quarterback here in, in Andy Dalton, he actually picked up some yardage in the passing game as well. So um, yeah, Chuba has been kind of infringing on him uh, through the first two weeks, but not really yeah. this week. A uh, pretty, pretty nice snap share 60. I think it was at 65%. So um, Sanders role is pretty healthy here. We just got to hope, you know, they actually score multiple touchdowns exactly moving forward yeah yeah we need them to get in the red zone here yeah did you guys hear my dog having conniption in the background there i did not oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah they've been they've been going crazy they've been going in and out the whole show <laughs> um anyway uh let's move on to uh dallas and arizona and uh, speaking of guys who i'd feel better about if they were on the jets josh dobbs like this guy can play a little bit man he's he's out there he's got some dog in him um and Maybe Dallas's defense isn't the 85 Bears. I know they lost Trevon Diggs, but Trevon Diggs isn't going to help you not give up 222 yards on the ground. I mean, that was an embarrassing performance for the Cowboys. Yeah, I I, I don't know how you let Dobbs run for 55 yards. I mean, James Conner just sledgehammering them uh, over and over again. Um, That was the surprise. Yeah, it's. I mean, it wasn't like they carved him up really through the passing game, which you might have expected with Diggs being out. But uh, they don't really have a, a you know the receivers to really take advantage of him. Um, you know, Wilson gets loose for uh, you know it was kind of a blown coverage or something happened there uh, that he was wide open. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I I just don't know what really happened here for the Cowboys. They they really struggled down in the red zone though. That was the yeah. story of the game for them on the offense offensive side of the ball that they, they just could not uh punch in touchdowns here and of course the they had the interception late in the game that kind of sealed their fate when they were down uh two scores yeah. in the final four minutes of the game there yeah dallas moved the ball really well in this game uh, they had 34 minutes time of possession um i mean moved it well 416 total yards but like you mentioned every single time they got inside like the 30 or 25 they just they struggled they also had 13 penalties in this game just just mm-hmm. you know just a gross game from Dallas. Uh, uh, Arizona say, had eight, so like they, they yeah. were throwing the flags like crazy in this one. Yeah, I mean it was it was just it was not a well coached or well game planned game from Dallas. But once again, guys, Tony Pollard, the workload Whew. is insane. Can we can we please have one drive where Pollard drags him down the field and he's got enough gas left in the tank to to cash a touchdown in? Please, you like, gotta get it, gotta give it Rico, Rico Dowdle, and Uncle Rico Dowdle, Uncle Rico. Um, yeah, I, the thing about Dallas is just like, now all of a sudden this kind of just looked like the same Dallas team from last year, good defense, but not otherworldly. And the offense can struggle any week. Like they've now had two games out of three where their offense is not, I mean, they didn't have to do anything in week one, but like, yeah, I I don't know. This this is probably a a recalibration game. Tom, did you have Dallas at the top of your uh, power ratings? Uh, 49ers, but they were up there. I mean, they, <laughs> those first two performances where you, you beat your opponents Dominic. by 60 points, you got, got to move yeah. them up, uh, you know, quite high on the list, but, 
Uh, yeah, this is, I mean, literally this was like the number two or number three team on everybody's power ratings uh, going against, you know, Arizona Cardinals who were in last place, but uh, I think got to kind of reconsider what we're thinking about these Cardinals. They've been, you know, they've hung tough in all three games yep, and yes, they, they get a win against uh, a, very, a, you know, a good Cowboys team at the end of the day. So uh, the Cardinals are not the worst team in the, fo- in the NFL right now. <laughs> well, might I offer a candidate? Yeah, let's. Uh, I think there might be one coming up here. <laughs> yeah, the Chicago Bears, uh, forty-one to ten. Um, Taylor Swift is is stunting on them um, in this game. Um, they, look, the entire Bears organization is rotten. Um, Justin Fields is not an NFL quarterback. Like, like I mean, like everybody's. I, I see all this of oh, the Bears ruined Justin Fields and blah blah blah. And I was like, there's probably part of it. But you know what the simplest answer is? The guy's not good, and he never was. Like, like. Justin Fields has has never been a good NFL quarterback dating back to his first year in the league. Like that this is what it is. He comes out, he runs 11 times. You, guys, you can't start him for fantasy. He's not a startable player right now. Yeah, well this this was the thing. It's like, okay, this is the we knew what they were going to do, right? We knew they'd come out and they they'd run it more. We we expected Fields to throw it 22 to 25 times. He did and it it was still a piece of shit offense. I mean, yeah. I just I don't I don't know what else to do. I mean, Fields I will say Fields did not get much help. Uh, he dropped a ball in the bucket to DJ Moore yep. at the end of that se- uh, first half, and, and Moore dropped it. Uh, he, and then he th- was through an interception on the very next. Then he play. threw an interception. Yeah, then, yeah. I think two plays later. You know, it's it's yeah. just it's like everything that can go wrong will go wrong. It's Murphy's law with this offense right now. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I'll say I think Fields can be an NFL quarterback. I just think he's he's at a point now where he's broken. The physical talent is there with him. He's got to go somewhere where he's the processing or, is not. You no, know, that's. There. I mean, yeah. he essentially said it last week. I'm thinking too much out there. It's yeah. like, well, I mean, that oh, you're boy. an NFL quarterback. You 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 got to be thinking a lot out there, and that's kind of his problem right now. He's always been kind of an instinct and you know traits guy, even dating back to, uh, you know, his time at Ohio State and you know the big arm and able to run. But uh, there's there's more to it in the NFL, and he's you know I, I don't I. I, obviously, there's a lot of issues going on in Chicago, but um, yeah, I think I still think Fields is the main issue going on with this offense. Yeah, real, like, real quick for fantasy here, guys. I mean, this backfield's a split at this point, yep. and it's a it's an offense, and it's team. a bad offense. Yeah, yeah. Um, at least it's a split. It's not a three way backfield anymore. But right. yeah, yeah, I mean, I still think Roshan Johnson's the guy to bet on here. Didn't Herbert have a drop or a fumble? He, he had a fumble. Game? He lost fumble. Yeah, yeah, a fumble. Yeah, I was gonna um, like I, I, at this point, like if you want any of these shares at running back to come through, they need to bench Justin Fields. I mean, but let, let's just call it like it is. <laughs> we, like, I don't know what they have. Behind, they have that D2. Tyson Bajant. Is that the kid from Shepard or, uh, yep. Yep. Yeah, who, who West played Virginia really well school? in the preseason. Yeah. He played yep. really well in the preseason. Um, this chief's offense, by the way, is the exact same offense it was last year. It's Travis Kelsey, uh, but even more frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I mean, guys, we've like we've all been playing, fight. we've all been playing fantasy for fifteen plus years at this at this point. Hey, can you guys ever remember an offense with a quarterback this freaking good? And there are no good receivers. It's Kelsey, yeah. and that's it. Uh, I can't I, remember I, one. Every week I do the waiver wire and I get to this, you know, the Chiefs game on Sunday night. I'm like, what the hell do I do with this box score? Yeah, like, you just. I mean, Rasheed Rice. At? I will say Rasheed Rice should have had at least one touchdown. He yeah, got he got tackled short of the twice. goal line twice, and yeah. Sky Moore yeah. had six targets. It's just one of those things where, like, if you have to, if you have to plug one of these guys in, it's a completely defensible move. 
the most likely outcome is you're going to get six fantasy points from them. But if they find their way into the end zone, great. And I mean, and and at running back, Jared it's McKinnon, the same thing. he needs yep. to be rostered in every league just for the same reason, right? You plug him in and he gets these two little pop passes for the touchdown, you know, like that. Like he, he got five touches, but, but they were, they were high value touches. Like that's, mm-hmm. it's such a, you never, and he had that like, role late last season. He was on that like tight yep. end yeah, touchdown spree at the end of last year. So he does get those snaps down when they want to spread it out a I little will bit more at the goal. Line. Keep an eye on Mahomes, by the way. Um, obviously with the ankle, yeah. he did yeah. play in the second half, the first drive. And then they put Gabbert, Gabbert throws two picks. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, check. I think he'll Blaine be good, Gabbert. Yeah, but Blaine yeah, Gabbert probably... seen... Yeah, he'll okay. be fine. He's, yeah, the, <laughs> I Blaine think maybe on an NFL field again. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, we've got um, uh, uh, real, real Isaiah quick, Pacheco's did... looking better, by the way, and he's got he had three targets, which I think is really important for Pacheco. He did, uh, yeah, yeah, he did. And I, I wanted to note though, forty-two percent snap share. I mean, it's like <laughs> they're going to rotate these backs. They're going to rotate the receivers. <laughs> Edwards Alaire's fifteen carries. I know, man. I know. And I will say for real quick, Marquez Valdez Scantling finally, finally got a little bit of a role uh, decrease. 53% snaps. Rasheed Rice, I think, is going to take his role. That's what it's yeah. trending towards. Did Sky Moore lead their receivers in snaps? Yeah. Like at 62%. Percent. Like. I mean, this was a weird game, too, with the game script. So I wouldn't, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't yeah. want to look too much into to, to snaps this week. I'll, yeah. I'll, when uh, when we get the, the data. Yeah, we can, up, we can look at like the, the first three quarter are. snaps. Yeah. 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 Um, let's go to the Sunday night game, the Steelers and the Raiders. And I will say this, if you're a Steeler fan, Tom, and you are, this appears to at least be some validation that they might've gone against the two best defenses in yeah. football in the first two weeks of the season. And against, a and against, uh, a, 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 just a normal NFL defense, Kenny Pickett actually was out there and he made a couple of plays like the, the, I thought the play, of course, Jalen Warren with the huge stoning of, um, of, Max Crosby on that play uh, led to the Calvin Austin touchdown. But uh, Kenny Pickett, Tom, I thought came out here and played the game he absolutely needed to play uh, to get some confidence back in, in the city of Pittsburgh. Yeah, this I mean, this is essentially what every Steelers fan was saying leading up to this game that, like, okay, uh, this is really the first test. I mean, uh, yeah, he those were two really tough defenses they faced in the first two weeks. Uh, if it looks bad again this week, then there might not be much hope for this offense. I, I, I still think it's a very much a work in progress here. Yeah. He threw a Marcus Peters, a, a pick six, you know, should have been a pick six early in that game. He threw another one towards Marcus Peters to Allen Robinson. That could have been another pick yeah. uh, if Allen Robinson didn't do a good job of boxing him out away from the ball. So um, certainly more good than bad uh, compared to the first two weeks, but that's, it's still a little, sh- a little shaky here. Um, you, I'm glad we got Pat Fryermuth finally involved in this offense. It was kind of shaky the first two weeks. Uh, a tough matchup against the 49ers, obviously, and um, but getting him unlocked and that helps unlock the middle of the defense. That's that's probably what I'm most optimistic about. We're also getting George Pickens uh, on the move catching yeah. passes in the Over middle the of the middle. field, yeah, which was not that? a thing that existed last season. Of course, he had the long touchdown against the Browns, uh, you know, that was on a post pattern as well. So 
Uh, they're finally unlocking him on in different parts of the field, so that's only going to help the offense. Yeah, Calvin Austin's a thing, by the way. Like, I he six move. targets in this game, he can really fly. I mean, he I like having run. him on benches. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how much that's going to last when Deontay Johnson comes back, but um, yeah, I, I I was glad to see this from the Steelers. The Najee Warren split is still a thing. Um, Warren's explosive in the passing game, but they're doing the same thing in the running game. I really, I don't think Najee Harris is a bad running back. I, like. The way He's people not. talk talk about him, they're like, oh, it stinks and all that. Both of these guys should be rostered right now. And unfortunately for Najee, you know, Jalen Warren's the guy who's getting it done in the passing game. Um, so he's a usable flex to, to me uh, in a good matchup. Yeah. Najee. Najee's still a good player, man, and yeah. he's lost a step. The burst is not there. I mean, I've been watching Najee for five years now. His, he has noticeably lost a step from his college days. But that being yeah. said, he's still a fine player. Their offensive line, again, I mean, how many carries do you see last night where Najee had a defender in the backfield before he could even get across the yeah. line of scrimmage? So, a lot uh, of I that stuff say- last night was play calling stuff too. There was they were sending extra blitzers, and you know, Marcus Peters was coming off the edge. Um, so I, I thought they run blocked a little bit better yesterday, but um, it was the lack of creativity uh, was leading to some of those early hits in <laughs> yeah. the backfield as well. I, yeah, and the good news for Steelers the next four weeks, man, schedule I mean, looks. They have to take advantage like, of the schedule. The, I mean, the, this Texans, is hysterical. Ravens, uh, what they get the Rams in there, and then the Jags. Like that's not mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, look, a lot about this team. They're going to be a team that's among the most criticized teams in the entire NFL, and they're going to be three and one at the end of the next yeah. year. Uh, let's, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. CJ Stroud might pick them apart next week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> On the Raiders side, I mean, look, Jimmy Garoppolo. I had a, I did a, a prize picks parlay for this game. I had Calvin Austin over the twenty six and a half receiving yards, which was no sweat Life. whatsoever. First I had that, game. I had that parlayed with Jimmy Garoppolo to throw an interception, which was hey. should have really gotten a multiplier easy. on that. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> like three times. <laughs> here's here's the Raiders. Like guys, this is what the Raiders are. Start Devontae Adams. Start Jacoby Myers. Start Josh Jacobs. End of story. There it is. I mean, Josh McDaniels gets a lot of deserved shit, but like, I love him for fantasy this season. I mean, this is a super condensed passing yeah. offense. They they only throw to their good players. I, I put Jacoby Myers up. Um, you know, I think yeah. you have to. First game back off the concussion, the Patri- gets twelve targets. How, you know? how bad are the Patriots at evaluating wide receivers? It's Bill. Yeah, it's it's Bill Belichick's like. Massive How do you give Juju Smith-Schuster the same contract Jacoby Myers got? We were all saying it. I remember that oh, was yeah. our first reaction. We were like, why not just keep the guy you had? One game this season, it's like, oh, Demario Douglas is already better than him. <laughs> He's like, yeah. you know, day three pick. Uh, uh, unbelievable. unbelievable. Um, And that that field goal. Um, oh, that was hilarious. Oh, thank uh, you so much. Oh, that was a great penalty in the end. Like, let them burn off an extra 90 seconds off the clock before kicking it again. I couldn't believe it. Like, the first time I was like, it was sort of defensible. There was more time on the clock. But the second time I was... I I was gasped. Uh, unbelievable. Like, that's yeah. like. By the way, um, I saw this. I forget who tweeted it. So forgive me. I probably saw it from fake ass Dov Kleinen, um, <laughs> the aggregator supreme. Uh, I probably saw it from him, but uh, but he stole it from somebody as per usual. Um, and it was the only time since the two point conversion has been instituted that a coach in that situation kicked a field goal. So you can make what? a legitimate argument. It was the worst field goal attempt of all time. 
that's wild. I had not yeah. seen that. That is an absolute. Yeah, I was with you, Tom. The first, watching the game, I'm like, the first time, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, it was a longer. They had more field to cover. There was, you know, uh, like okay. 90 seconds more. Like, I still would have gone for it, but at least I, that the, one was defensible a little bit. But... With 2:30 left, how are you going to put your defense back? Yeah, and it's your defense that stinks. You've watched yeah. them all, all all summer. Uh, the first week, you know, the first couple of weeks against the you know the the Broncos and the Bills, like counting on them to get a three and out. Uh, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> all right, guys, you can check the uh, the market report pod uh, uh, podcast. Well, you are checking it out because you're listening to this, but the article. We'll be up with all the stats and info you need to know at fantasypoints.com for subscribers. If you want to subscribe to the website, use code GURIFIC25. That's in the show notes if you don't know how to spell it. All the freaking tickets I'm getting. <laughs> I was we probably say, I've seen we should have used a different. Yeah. Next year, on. Joe, it's point. Next year, Joe, points 25 or FP25 yeah. or something. Yeah. Don't give our <laughs> trade secrets away, Graham. We're, we gotta, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. We gotta, we'll edit this yeah. out. Well, we'll we'll figure something out where we can uh, (laughs) we we can make it easier to spell, so I don't have to respond to a thousand customer service tickets about it. Uh, But uh, check us out uh, over at fantasypoints.com. Tom and I will be with you tomorrow morning for the waiver wire podcast, where we'll break down that Chargers situation. Also, maybe talk about the Monday night games because we have two of them tonight, and obviously the Joe Burrow situation weighs heavily uh, on, on this entire slate. So for Tom, for Graham. I'm Joe. This has been the Market Report Podcast. Take it easy, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Fantasy Points.